a time to be alive? I think I asked that question during every high school football postseason because we're here and it's the greatest time to be alive. First round of the 2023 playoffs are here. Crazy how fast regular season goes. Man, so fast. I feel like it was week one, the beginning of the season, yesterday. No, 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 no. We're nine weeks through. This is the 10th week as playoffs are beginning. Goes by fast, but I'm ecstatic it's here. Man, so ecstatic, so happy, so ready. When I say I'm, say we, Brandon LaChance, the host of Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Thank you for joining. As always, much appreciated. Love, shout outs, thank yous, all those things for listening, downloading. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Don't know where you're listening to this episode of Edge of Your Seat Podcast, but you can hear every single episode on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and the website www.rss.com backslash podcasts. It is plural with an S backslash edge of your seat podcast. Socials, you know we're there. Facebook, edge of your seat podcast. Twitter, edge of your seat P. Feel free to reach out to me on my personals. On Facebook is Brandon Lachance. It looks like L.A. Chance. Pronounce Lachance looks like L.A. Chance. And on Twitter, at LaChance Writer. On Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Facebook, Twitter, and anywhere else that you see Edge of Your Seat Podcast, please like, share, follow, comment, five stars, a million stars. All those cool things to help us move up rankings and to help us do what we're trying to do. And that's spotlight, highlight everything going on in Northern and Central Illinois. If you have any questions, suggestions, would like to be a guest, you know somebody that would be a good guest, you like or dislike something I or a guest said, or you'd like to sponsor with Edge of Your Seat Podcast, please send an email to edgeofyourseatpodcast at gmail.com. And as always, much love, thanks to Brian Cavelli, Cavelli Productions, SIU Brethren, for the creation of the intro and outro beat for every single episode of Edge of Your Seat Podcast, which is brought to you by First State Bank. 19 locations in Northern and Central Illinois doing great things, great people, know what they're doing in any sense of the word financial. CDs, loans, savings, checking, the list goes on and on and on. Check out a local branch of First State Bank. Please do. Please do. It is 6 a.m. Saturday, October 28th. That's when we're recording this. There was a few playoff games last night on Friday, so we'll have a short win-lose stat with just football. So, some games yesterday, a bunch of games today on Saturday, a fun-filled football playoff weekend we're going to have, no doubt. On the next episode, which will be tomorrow, we're going to have a show on Sunday. We will have a full win-lose stat from Monday, October 9th. That's where we left off. And we'll catch up on everything that happened at the end of regular seasons and all the postseasons as we're in the thick of it now. Last weekend, girls tennis had their state meet. Congratulations to everybody that competed, medaled, did all their cool things. We will break those down tomorrow. Plus, boys soccer, the super sectionals are this weekend. Cross country sectionals are this weekend. Volleyball regionals have been this past week. I know regional champions were crowned on Thursday, Friday, maybe today, as sectionals will start Monday. On Thursday, I was in LaSalle as LaSalle Peru won their Class 3A LaSalle Peru regional. It was fun to watch. They beat Morris. Morris had a great season as well. The Lady Cavaliers of LaSalle, Peru, though, are looking dominant. They're the number one seed in their subsection, and now they're going on to the Class 3A Galesburg sectional. They'll be in a semifinal 6 p.m. Monday against Morton. Please tune in to Jeremy Aiken and myself on WLPO FM 103.9 as we are broadcasting the length of the Lady Cavaliers postseason run. As they continue to go, We'll continue to go and broadcast the games. Please tune in. If you don't 
tune into the radio or not in the frequency range. There's an app, WLPO 103.9. Check out the app. You can listen to us wherever you're at. Anyway, like I said, football started last night for round one, the first round of the playoffs. And then girls swimming, the sectionals are November 4th. So like I said, thick of things. Playoffs are going by fast. Postseason going by fast. That's the way it works. But we are going to crown some regional champs, sectional champs, state champs, hopefully. That's what we like to do here at Edge of Your Seat Podcast. So let's keep it going. Lots of awesome happening, as always. Including on this episode, episode 306. Besides the win-lose stat, we'll have mix and match. We've got the World Series spoiler in there. Got to talk about some MLB as the World Series started last night. Plus, you know we got guests, and on this show we have three. We'll kick it off with Scott Payne. As the 9-0 undefeated Amboy Lamoille Ohio Clippers enter the Illinois 8-man football playoff bracket as the number 2 seed and play number 15 Hiawatha, which is 4-5. and five. That is at 2 p.m. today, and that's where I will be covering the Clippers for the Amboy News, which I don't know if I'm supposed to tell this to anybody yet. I've told a couple people, close friends, family, but as of November 1st, I will be the Amboy News Editor. Got a little promotion, a lot more responsibilities, maybe a little bit of pay. We'll see. Who knows? But absolutely excited. Amboy is a great community. Mendota, a great community. I tried to get out of here after high school. I went to SIU. I jumped around the state a little bit, had other jobs, other states, and I came back here. Friends, family, this is kind of where I grew up. I moved to Mendota when I was 12, and, you know, it's become part of me. So I'm happy to do what I want to do, which is cover sports, which is cover news, which is be a newspaper guy, be a radio guy, host a podcast, to be able to do it right here in an area where you really don't think of those kind of things, uh, media presence in rural Illinois, it has been awesome, continues to be awesome. I am very thankful and blessed to be doing what I'm doing. And for you to tune in and listen, you know, that just means what I'm doing is worth it. I love showcasing highlight all these student athletes, all these coaches, all these programs, all these schools, and everything they do, not just for sports, but for the community, for education, for absolutely everything. You know, we take a lot of things for granted and don't realize the amazing things that we do on a daily basis and everything, all the people, all the organizations, the buildings, everything that I just said in the last few seconds is all highly important and it's awesome that we're able to do all of this. Side tangent, sidebar, let's get back to our guest because then in an epic interview featuring loss, adversity, determination, and success, we have the St. Bede football team's senior quarterback, Max Bray, who transferred to St. Bede in the second semester of his junior year, which was last year, from Aurora Christian after his father, Frank Bray, passed away. Heartwarming story. All the props in the world to this kid, Max Bray, I'm super impressed with and just, you know, my heart goes out to him. But at the same time, my respect, acknowledgement for everything that this kid has been through and what he is doing through that adversity, through a tough time in his life. Man, 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 man. Don't know what else to say other than that. I said to him on the interview, the chat, what I just said, but wanted to say it again because super impressed, blown away with this kid's courage. Coach Jim Eusis has been by his side during the last year and continues to do so as he's also on Edge of Your Seat podcast with Max Bray. Great to have him return. As we chatted, we spoke in the early days of Edge of Your Seat podcast to have him back on episode 306 was fantastic. St. Bede is the number 14 seed in the 1A bracket with a 5-4 record. They take on number 3, Chicago Hope Academy, which is 8-1, at 2 p.m. today at Altgeld Park in Chicago. Cheer for the Bruins. 
having a local team win a playoff game always important. So even if you root for another school, let's give some, you know, hope, some well wishes to the Bruins as they make that track to Chicago today. So what I just said, everything that I just said means we're going to do what we love to do. And that's have an awesome, amazing show. So let's go. I just rhymed a little bit. Just a tad. I'm not a rapper though. Nope, nope, nope. Many things. Not a rapper. Have you heard the news? First State Bank is the first to offer Quillo. Quillo is an online personal loan officer that allows you to apply for a loan in just minutes. Need to replenish your checking account? Pay off a high interest credit card? Or take that vacation you have always wanted? Check out Quillo on the First State Bank website using your phone, tablet, or PC. It won't impact your credit score to apply. There are no fees, no penalties, and payments you can afford. You'll need a First State Bank checking account, but have no worries. You can apply for one of those online also. Check out FSB's premier account that pays higher interest for doing a few simple routine activities. Go to firststatebank.biz today to see how you can get a Quillo loan with a new or existing checking account. First State Bank is member FDIC and equal housing lender. Win, lose stats. Friday's playoff football games, the first round. We had a little bit of everything. 1A, number nine, Marquette came in with a 7-2 record. However, they lost to number eight, Forreston, who was also 7-2. The game was 20-7. Marquette's lone score came from Anthony Couch through a five-yard pass to Pete McGrath. Congrats to Marquette on a fantastic season. Coach Yeps, Tom Yeps, a great dude, knows his football, and has been leading the Crusaders into the playoffs year after year after year after year after year, and I could keep going and going and going. Great dude, great team, great program. Little side note here, we don't really follow Aurora Christian. However, if St. Bede wins today, they'll meet Aurora Christian, which is Max Bray's former team. They'll meet in the second round as Aurora Christian beat Gibson City Melvin Sibley 38-7. I just wonder who booked this bracket. Not set up the bracket, kind of feels like a WWE storyline and somebody booked it. Hoping the Bruins win to set up this matchup between St. Bede and Aurora Christian so Max Bray can show out and do his thing. In the 2A bracket, Class 2A bracket, just in case you're new to the show, new to high school sports, classes are based on enrollment. 1A is small enrollment schools, and in football, 8A is the top. So 1A, 2A, 3A, all the way to 8A. The larger the school, the higher the number. Most sports have that as well. Bowling does not. Trying to think if there's another sport that doesn't have a class system. Swimming. Swimming does not have a class system. Swimming and bowling off the top of my head. There might be another one, but I can't think right now. But all sports besides those have a class system going 1A, 2A, 3A. Usually stops at 3A or 4A besides football. Back to class 2A football the top-seeded Seneca Fighting Irish stay undefeated. They are now 10-0 as they kept their season alive with a 45-0 thrashing of Dwight Gardner South Wilmington. They had a 5-4 record. Fighting Irish will now play the winner of Westville and Rockridge, which both of those teams are 8-1. I did see Rockridge against Hall Earlier this season, Rockridge's defense is stout, pretty tough. Hopefully, Seneca can get past them. During this game, Seneca and Dwight, Seneca held Dwight to 35 offensive yards in the first half, while on the other side of things, Seneca's Asher Hamby, just in the first half, mind you, first half stats, seven carries, 171 yards, and three touchdowns. That is a day. A day. Class 3A, number 13 Stillman Valley came in with a 5-4 record and pulled a monster upset as the Cardinals beat Chicago Noble 
Johnson Prep College Academy. They had an eight and one record. Stillman Valley wins 21 to 20. Monster upset. I want to say it again because that is huge. Stillman Valley will play the winner of Oregon and Pecatonica Durand in this game against Chicago Noble Johnson. Stillman Valley wins their 10th straight first round game. That is highly impressive. 10 straight years of first round victories. That doesn't happen except behemoth gargantuan programs such as Stillman Valley. And they ended this game with the Cardinals getting an interception in the end zone. So an explanation point with the defense, game over, we're going to second round for the 10th straight year. In 4A, number eight sandwich is now seven and three as they move to the second round with a 49 to 34 victory over Ridgewood. Both teams entered at six and three. Sandwich just had the better hand. They will now play either Chicago Diet or Chicago Agricultural and Science. Also in 4A, number three, Dixon. They had an 8-1 record coming into the postseason. They edged number 14, Plano. Both schools that we cover, Plano was 5-4, but Dixon edges Plano 10-7. Dixon now awaits Chicago Vocational or Burbank St. Lawrence. This is the first playoff win for Dixon in four years. So they were hungry. They wanted to get this dub. They win 10-7. Plano had the ball at the end of the game. The quarterback fumbles with 49 seconds left. Dixon's Aiden Hoggard jumps on the ball. Game over. So two games so far in the postseason where defense showing that it matters. In an upset, not favorable to Edge of Your Seat podcast, Number three, Kiwani, which was eight and one, fell to number 14, the five and four, Peoria, Notre Dame, 28 to 13. Kiwani falls by 15. The only loss in the regular season was to Princeton, who was number two in 3A. So a tough opponent coming into this postseason. A lot of excitement for the Boilermakers and what they can do. Unfortunately, PND stops them short. I saw them against Hall. Brady Clark, the quarterback, was impressive to me. Not to everybody. There was a lot of Hall haters or Hall fans that didn't like or didn't think that he was too good because he did have a shaky start. I won't I won't lie. He did have a shaky start. But I did see things that he was doing well. He could read the field, things of that nature. He did throw for a couple touchdown passes against the Red Devils. But for Brady Clark... His career with Kiwani is over. His Kiwani season ends. And it was 7-7 at halftime. So in the second half, Kiwani just overpowered by Peoria Notre Dame. Great season. I'll be paying attention just like every year. Kiwani's football program has you know, picked up from when I first came back around as a journalist covering sports and stuff. They were not good. They were you know, a bona fide win on whoever schedule it was, whether it was St. Bede or Princeton or Hall, seemed like every year Kiwani was a win. Mendota even played Kiwani at that time. And just now, the last couple years, Kiwani has turned it around. Their football has been amazing. Uh, they're the, the number one rivalry for Princeton when it comes to who's going to win the Three Rivers Conference Mississippi Division. Princeton's won the last six, but Kiwani's been right there, challenging them every single year. Class 5A, number one Morris, they're now 10-0 as they whooped number 16, Tinley Park. They were 5-4, but Morris wins 56-6. Morris will now play the winner of Thornton Fractional North or Sacred Heart Griffin. Also in 5A, Number nine, Rochelle, came in with the 7-2 record and fell to number eight, Wheaton St. Francis, 45-14. Wheaton St. Francis was also 7-2. St. Francis quarterback, Elicio Milojevic, probably said that wrong. Milojevic, maybe another way to say it. But he was 20 of 24 for 296 yards and five touchdowns. He is a Ball State commit. 
don't usually say the stats of a team that we don't follow, but that was pretty amazing. Five touchdowns, 296 yards in a playoff game. Great season from Rochelle. Also, as always, paying attention to them. They have revamped their program. A 7-2 record, a 9 seed going into a 5-8 playoff game. That's pretty impressive. Great season. Great season for the Hubs. Number five, Sycamore. They stay alive. They had an 8-1 record, now 9-1, as they had a 42-13 mugging of number 12, Evergreen Park. Sycamore will now play the winner of Chicago Morgan Park and Chicago Corliss. A lot of Chicago teams going to meet our teams in the second round. In Class 6A, number 9, Caneland. They had a 6-3 record, now 7-3. Trucks into the second round of the playoffs with a 56-20 victory over number 8, Riverside Brookfield. Awesome for Caneland. They are usually a dominant, predominant playoff team. They had a rocky season in Caneland standards, but they pull through, get into the playoffs, and now are into the second round where the Knights will play number one Lake Zurich. And against Riverside Brookfield, Caneland had 325 rushing yards. Got it done on the ground. In 7A, number 18 Yorkville falls to number 15 Willowbrook 21-13. Again, usually don't do stats for the other team, but Willowbrook quarterback Arthur Palicki, 350 yards and three touchdowns. In eight-man football, Polo 40, West Prairie 16. The Marcos are 10-1 in eight-man playoffs, as this, I believe, is the third year of eight-man football. And Polo, always dominant, predominant in the eight-man bracket. We'll see how far they can get as they defeat West Prairie in the first round, 40-16. to 16. That is what happened yesterday. We have so many games today, including the game I'll be at, Amboy, Lamoille, Ohio, playing host to Hiawatha. St. Bede is playing. Princeton is playing. Anawan Weathersfield is playing. Sterling Newman is playing today. El Paso Gridley is playing. Can't forget about Byron, Oregon. I think I already said Princeton, but I'm going to say them again. They're taking on Paxton Buckley Loda at 1 p.m. today. Geneseo has a 5 o'clock game against IC Catholic. If you're a Princeton fan, you know all about IC Catholic. Princeton doesn't have to worry about them this year as the qualifier for enrollment boosted them into 4A. Sterling has a 5A matchup. And that is it as we have a lot of football games that were played yesterday, a lot today. Always, always so much fun. Make sure, again, you dial into the radio stations. There's games on 103.9, 99.3. Pick up the Mendota Reporter, Amboy News, and, of course, Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Surf Internet's fast fiber internet is more reliable and 25 times faster than cable. Unlike other local providers, we're proud to provide transparent all-in pricing that includes equipment fees and taxes. With speed packages starting at $35 a month, you'll get a free modem, free expert installation, and free whole home Wi-Fi on most plans. Plus, no contracts and no data caps at a price that's locked in for life. Go to surfinternet.com to learn more or call 844-955-SURF for details. That's 844-955-SURF. Limited time offer, restrictions apply. Mix and match, we'll go through this with smiles, there's a lot of awesome things are going on as always, including the World Series started last night on Friday. Game one, Texas Rangers victorious over Arizona Diamondbacks 6-5. to Surprised that both of these teams got in the World Series. I talked about it on the last episode of Edge of Podcast 305 about just, I went chalk with the bracket just thinking that the better teams in the regular season, we're going to win out, and that was not the case as the Rangers were number five in the AL, American League. They defeated number two Houston Astros in the American League Championship Series. Then Arizona was number six, the last team to get in the National League bracket, and they defeated number four Philadelphia Phillies in the NLCS, where the Phillies looked crazy dominant the first two games and thought they were a lock into the World Series 
No, no, no. Arizona came back, knocked them off, and then set up a weird World Series matchup. I mean, if you're a baseball fan in this side of the country, Illinois, Midwest, when you hear Rangers and Diamondbacks, you probably don't get super excited. If you're a baseball fan, a sports fan, like we are here at Edge of Your Seat Podcast, you know it's baseball and you're going to watch, you're going to pay attention, and you're going to like it. But it's just different because, you know, you don't have a predominant team. You don't have a Dodgers, a Yankees, or, you know, whether you like them or you want to root against them, you don't have any feelings towards the Texas Rangers and the Arizona Diamondbacks. At least I don't, you might, but in the grand scheme of things, probably not really. But there are some cool storylines, including Arizona's Corbin Carroll, young player, rookie of the year. He's going to win it, no doubt about it. He's fantastic, great player to watch, and he's going to be around for a very, 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 very long time. And then you got things like what happened at the end of game one, where the Rangers, Adalas Garcia, walk-off home run. That's how you start the World Series 6-5 with a walk-off home run. I mean, I didn't see it. I was away working, had a good night watching movies with family, but that's the way you start the World Series. I'm going to rewatch the game and continue to watch. Even though I'm not excited about the Rangers and Diamondbacks, baseball is baseball, especially the last series of the year, the World Series. Sticking with baseball, Dusty Baker announces his retirement. I, of course, know him as a manager with the Cubs. He was with the Astros. 26 years as a coach, as a manager. Four American League Championship Series, two pennants, won the World Series in 2021 with the Houston Astros. He has 2,183 wins in the regular season. That's the seventh most of all time. Seventh most of all time. I wish I knew how many managers have managed in the MLB. Probably can find that stat, but it is a gazillion. The number is a gazillion, and he is seventh. He won division titles with five different teams. And not only was he a manager... He was also a player, 19-year playing career with the Braves, the Dodgers, the Giants, and the Athletics, the A's. So, 50 years in the league? That's pretty impressive. Dusty Baker, much appreciation to everything you've meant for baseball. Going to the NFL football, Kareem Jackson, defensive back for the Denver Broncos, was suspended four games for illegal hits. Good, he should be. I saw the hit that he had on the Packers receiver or tight end. Don't remember who it was. I think it was 88. I don't remember his name. But Jackson did not give him a second to turn around. The Green Bay Packer dude catches the ball, gets half his body around, and he just gets rocked in the head by Jackson's full body just coming at him. And then during the broadcast, they say, hey, this is like the fourth time this season that this has happened and that he's been called for it. He gets suspended as he should be. I know he's appealing it. I haven't seen the, you know, result of the appeal. But he should get the four-game suspension. Quit trying to hurt people. Play the game. I know back in the day we'd run people over and, you know, it happens. A football hit. Well, things are different. We know what these hits can do to people and we don't want that to happen. Let's play safe football. I know safe football is kind of an ironic statement. But... It is possible. Not playing the way Kareem Jackson has been, though. That That's not safe football. So, hopefully the suspension gets into his head, like, hey, what are you doing? Change some things. Obviously a great player. He's in the NFL. You're not in the NFL because you're not a good player. Broncos are not a good team, but hey, he's a good player. He's an athlete. Let's just play smarter. The NBA season has started. If you know anything about Brandon LaChance and Edge of Your Seat Podcast, it's that we love basketball. NBA has started so excited. This season should be incredible with all kinds of different storylines. Uh, probably not the Chicago Bulls doing as hot as we'd like them to, but you know, we'll always be paying attention and drop some NBA notes here on the show here and there. But the season starts with not great, uh, maybe not, not even great, but just controversial turmoil that we don't care about or we shouldn't care about. Dwight Howard is being accused of being a homosexual because of a lawsuit by a gentleman saying Howard sexually assaulted him on Instagram. 
The memes are wild. Twitter's wild. Facebook's wild. My friend, won't even say his name, but my guy, he's a brother, sent me a couple memes about this situation. They were funny, but who cares? If Dwight Howard is a homosexual, that is okay. It is okay for him to do what he wants to do. He has said this. He came out and made a statement. He's like, what I do in my bed is my business, not your business. Why are you worried about what I'm doing in my bed? And I agree with him. You shouldn't care. I don't care. Let's move on. Giannis Antetokounmpo, the superstar from the Milwaukee Bucks, signs a three-year, $186 million extension. Good. Keep him in Milwaukee. It's great for the smaller market teams. It's great for the Eastern Conference. Like, we need him there to keep basketball exciting. Of course, I want the Bulls to beat the Bucks, and it's hard to do with Giannis, but he's a great player. Let's keep him on a team like that instead of sending him to Miami or the Lakers or the Knicks or, you know, a team that they're trying to build into a powerhouse, the Golden State Warriors, you know, that elk, the Phoenix Suns. We don't need all these crazy super teams. It's awesome to have a superstar talent on a team where he doesn't have to have seven other superstar talents to win a game. Not a championship, just win a game. It seems like that's what we're trying to do now. It's crazy. Do not like ending these on a somber note. However, Georgetown women's hoops coach Tasha Butts passed away with breast cancer at the age of 41 on Monday, October 23rd. She played for the University of Tennessee from 2000 to 2004, played in the WNBA with the Minnesota Lynx from 04 to 06, and then began coaching in 07 and coached all the way until she passed away on Monday. She was an assistant for four colleges, university coach. She was at LSU, predominant program, things of that nature before taking the Georgetown job in 2023. The season hasn't started yet. She passed away before she got to coach her first game as a head coach in college. Sad, sad story, but she lived an awesome life, got to do what she loved to do, and that was play and coach basketball. So from Edge of Your Seat Podcast, rest in peace, Coach Tasha Butts. Well, it's time to get ready for football. First round games today. We will be back tomorrow with Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Got some great guests lined up. As always, that's what we do here. But on this show, of course, we have more amazing guests. Scott Payne, Amboy Lamoyo, Ohio football coach. Max Bray, St. Bede senior quarterback. And the St. Bede coach, Jim Usis. Thanks to them for being on the show. Thank you for listening, downloading, being part of Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Much love, appreciation. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Until next time, peace. The interviews, the chats you're about to hear with Scott Payne, Max Bray, and Jim Usis are brought to you by Mendota Ford. Mendota Ford is a community dealership that is dedicated to being community first. A small dealership in a smaller town. Associates Jason Hintz and Caitlin Henry pride themselves in being here for you. They don't want to sell you one vehicle. They want to form a bond, a relationship to get you every vehicle you want and cars, trucks, and SUVs for your friends and family. Jason Hintz has been with Mendota Ford for eight years, giving him the experience needed to help customers in every way possible. Caitlin Henry joined the team in July and is excited to help you find your dream vehicle. You can purchase any vehicle off any lot in the Mendota Ford family. Jason and Caitlin will make sure they track it down and hand you the keys with a little jingle jangle. To check out the many options on the lot, Mendota Ford is located just south of Mendota on Highway 251. To look ahead or find a vehicle on another lot, check out www.mendotaford.com. Call 815-539-9314 for all vehicle inquiries with Mendota Ford. And when you do... Don't forget to mention where you heard about Mendota Ford as the dealership has a refer a friend or family member program. If you buy a vehicle, the person or podcast who referred you will receive $100. No, I just said this comment before I hit the recorder button, but Coach Scott Payne, Amboy Lamoyle, Ohio Clippers, I'm pretty sure you sleep well at night when your team is continuously winning 
ends the regular season 9-0, caps it off with a 52-6 victory over Polo, which came in 7-1, and and we said last week that this might be the toughest competition you faced all week, or all season. Yeah, uh, you know, the kids did a great job, played a great game, and um, you know, it is a lot easier to sleep at night when you have a good group of kids like this who come out and perform like they did last Friday. So you don't have to take any medicine, you don't have to count sheep, you go to sleep real quick. No, not after games like that, but you know, coming into this week now, yeah, I'll, I'll start losing sleep now that the playoffs are starting and everything, but uh, that, that's okay. Yeah, I can always get sleep after the season. Yeah, you don't need to sleep now. That's overrated anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about this game. I mean, 52-6, to six, it seems like you just came out and punched them in the mouth. Well, yeah, you know, we came out, uh, you know, our first drive, we threw an interception down in our own end zone, and uh, then our defense came up with a big stop, and we got the ball back and scored. And then uh, I think the turning point of the game was we were up 8 nothing, and Polo was moving the ball, and Austin Heath caused a fumble, and Brennan Blaine picked it up and ran it back for a touchdown, and that, that really got us going after that play. Defense, sometimes the best offense. Yes, yes. You know, our defense played phenomenal. You know, we forced the fumble, had the fumble recovery, and then uh, Troy Anderson, he had two interceptions in the game, and then he forced a, a fumble and recovered the fumble. And, uh, you know, when you can get uh, four turnovers in a game, uh, that, that's always a good thing. We've talked about the line. We've talked about the defense playing so awesome throughout the whole season. I mean, you know, they're high school kids, so a lot of times, you know, there is a little, you know, fall off or they don't play as well. But it seems that this group every week is kind of playing better and better and better and better. Oh, yeah, they are. Um, and, you know, the thing is, us coaches were talking after the game on Friday, and we all kind of said, you know, we've yet to play a whole game where we play at our best level that we play at. You know, we look great at times, but then there's times we kind of look not so great. But, you know, once these kids put it all together and play a full game like that, it, it's going to be something to watch, and I can't wait to see it. Good stuff. And then offensively, I'm guessing. I just have a hunch that Welchel, Luffelman, they did what they do best. Yeah, they did. Uh, you know, Welchel had 123 yards rushing, uh, two touchdowns. Luffelman had 118 yards rushing and a touchdown. And then, you know, Brennan Blaine had four carries for 62 yards and two touchdowns. So, you know, we were really able to run the ball pretty well against a good polo defense. I mean, so now we're 9-0, undefeated. How are the kids handling that? You know, sometimes you get into the playoffs, you haven't lost a game, haven't really been tested, even though you guys have a couple times. But how is your group going into the playoffs with being undefeated? And, you know, there is no chance to lose now. You can't lose. You know, they're still focused. Uh, you know, I, I told them, you know, guys, hey, the playoffs are starting. Everybody has the same record now. Thing is, is that's just a number in front of our name. You know, that don't matter once the playoffs start. Uh, you know, anybody can be beat, and we got to continue to go with what our motto has been all year, and that's to go one and all every week. And, uh, you know, these kids understand that. Was it a good, I guess, omen for you guys to play polo rivalry game? You know, they were seven and one coming into, you know, week nine. Was it a good kind of send off for the regular season to not only play a team like that that you have a rivalry with, but win the way you did? Yeah, it was. You always want to play that tough game right before the the playoffs start, you know, against good competition. And for us to come out and play the way we did and pull away from pole the way we did, I think is a, a great confidence booster for us and our kids. And, you know, they're just excited to get the playoffs going. And, um, you know, it's an exciting time of year. So now we're in the playoffs. I don't understand why you're number two in the bracket, but you are. Number one, St. Uh, Thomas Moore. <laughs> you're number two. Uh, you're going to go play Hiawatha. If you want to talk about how you're number two, go ahead. If you don't, I understand if you want to pass over it. Well, I will say, if I had a dollar for every time I was asked that question, I wouldn't have to come into work today. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it was all based on playoff points. St. Thomas More has more playoff points than we do. That's what it come down to. You know, some of the kids were asking the same thing, and I just told them, I told them that, you know, it's all playoff points, guys, and it doesn't matter in the end. You know, you got to just keep winning week in and week out, and that's all that matters. You know, they understood that after I told them. And Hiawatha's a, a, you know, a good football team. They have a really good running back in Norvell. Uh, he's fast. Uh, they like to get him the ball on sweeps to the outside. And, you know, we're going to have to really work on our outside rushing defense and, and not let him get to the outside on us. Is Hiawatha who you thought you would play, you know, coming in before they do the pairing and, you know, match everything up? Did you think they were going to play them or did you think you guys are going to play somebody else? Well, they were one of the three scenarios that we were kind of floating around. We thought it would either be them or um, uh, South Beloit or 
West Prairie. And it all depended on who won, who lost, and this and that. And then I got the email about 4.30, seeing it was Hiawatha. So yeah, they were one of the scenarios we thought we could end up seeing. Besides the running back, anything else that you're game planning, especially for your offense, anything different or anything that you're game planning for this first round playoff game? You know, we're going to work on maybe throwing the ball a little bit more. Uh, you know, we've seen some things on tape where we feel we can get a good matchup on the outside with Blaine. Uh, other than that, you know, I mean, if it's not broke, don't fix it. We're just going to stay with what we do. And, and, you know, it's been working all year and there's no reason to do anything different right now. So it sounds like you're uh, you're ready for the playoffs. You're ready to do this. Yeah, we're ready. Uh, you know, it's, it's like I said, it's an exciting time of the year. Everyone gets excited for the playoffs and, you know, we're ready to go. The kids are ready and, you know, they're, they're happy with how we finish the regular season, but they know now that it's a new season, you know, it's a new part of the season and, uh, you know, it's time to really turn it up to the next level. It's a beautiful Friday morning of the first week of high school football postseason. Always a fantastic time. And it's fantastic for the St. B Bruins as they are in the playoffs. So, of course, I had to reach out. We got coach Jim Usis and senior quarterback Max Bray. Guys, thank you for joining Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Hey, thanks for having us, Bray. Yeah, thank you so much. Eustace has been on Edge of Your Seat podcast before, and as we were just speaking, somewhere in episode 20, high teens, something like that, now, by the time this gets put out, it's going to probably be in the uh, 306, 307 range, so it's good to have you back, Coach. <laughs> yeah, I remember uh, I remember doing that. You had just gotten started, and uh, you know, now we'll catch you well into the 300s. Congrats to you. Thank you, thank you. I don't know how I get so many cool people to speak to me, but it happened, so I'm I'm thankful. And Max, you have never been on before, so it is a pleasure to meet you. We'll start with you in this conversation. So you're a senior and you're a transfer from Aurora Christian. I'm uh, class of 2024. I was at Aurora Christian since my freshman year, and then second semester of my junior year, I made the transfer over. What brings you to St. Bede? Why the transfer from Aurora to Peru. I mean, it's kind of a little distance, but it seems like uh, you made a, a new family, a new school. Oh, yeah. So I went to uh, Aurora because my brother went there and he uh, won two state championships there uh, playing quarterback in 2011 and 2012. My dad really wanted me to have success in high school and be able to go off to a good college and just get taught the right things in life to be a man and all that good stuff. So he sent me up there and then he, when he passed, I ended up uh, transferring back down to be with family. All right. A lot of stuff to dive into. First, let's get some names. What's your brother and your father's name? My brother's name is Austin Bray and my dad was named Frank Bray. Gotcha. And I remember those team that Austin was on. So I graduated college in December of 10, came up and started working at the LaSalle News Tribune in August of 11. And the next couple years, I remember Aurora Christian being pretty dominant team. And I don't remember if they played any of the teams that we covered, but just, you know, paying attention to high school football in general. It was like, man, if you play Aurora Christian, you're going to be in trouble. Oh, yeah. That team had, I think, two or three NFL players on it. Chad Beebe being one. Joel Blaine, and uh, actually uh, someone that's in the AFL right now, uh, Brandon Mays. He plays uh, defensive back. So pretty much a powerhouse at that time. Oh, man. Yeah, it was fun to watch. It was fun to watch. They beat every team basically by like 30 or 40 points. There was, was never a game. How much older is your brother than you? My brother was born in 97, and I was born in 06. Okay, so about nine years? Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So you're a little guy watching your brother win state championships, and this obviously was like, hey, I want to play football too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that really got me motivated to want to play when I got older. Okay. And then your father, Frank Bray, passed away. Uh, That obviously sounds like he was a a role model, got you into football, and then unfortunately passes away. Uh, Yeah, he uh, passed away my sophomore year. Going into week nine against Wheaton Academy, it was just really unexpected. The day before, we went and took uh, family pictures, and it was just a really good day. 
just woke up at about four in the morning from a knock on my door and uh it was my sister-in-law telling me that my dad had a heart attack i sat and prayed for a little bit and then i got picked up from my cousin and went to the hospital so did you get to see him and and talk to him before nope i uh went to bed at about 10 30 11 o'clock and i uh Last thing I said to him was, good night, I love you. So it's good I let him know that before he uh, passed. But, yeah. Was it hard for you, or was it something that you wanted to do for your father to continue to playing football? I know high school, something like that happens, and a guy that, you know, supported you and wanted you to play and, you know, had aspirations of you being the best player you can be, no longer here. And you to keep playing football, I mean, that says a lot about you and your character. Well, before every single game, no matter what, I always just sit down and think about him and, like, what he did for me and know that he would just want me to be the best I could be. And I know that if he was right there in the crowd, he'd be screaming for me and just giving me that extra motivation that I need. I'm sure he's watching down, smiling every time you make a good play. Oh, yeah, I know he is. I guess he hears voice still. Would he be yelling at you if you made a bad play, though? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that sounds like the football father, definitely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, great play, great play. Max, what are you doing? Why did you do that? that that's it. <laughs> awesome, awesome. So you think about him every game. You think about him every time you put on the pads. Every single time. That's the first thing I think about. So you said you made the transfer to St. Bede because of family. Uh, did you move down there to live with them, spend time with them, and you decided, hey, the St. Bede Bruin program would be a good program to join? Well, my family's always been from um, Ottawa, so it's about 25, 30 minutes away. When I went to Aurora Christian, I had a like a little place up in uh, Montgomery so I could be able to go to Aurora. And then when my dad passed, it was just really hard to have the money to stay up there and stuff and my family was still living down in Ottawa and I probably saw my mom only at my football games never really another time during the year my junior year and it was just really hard only seeing my mom nine times and how many months it was so I was like I gotta go home and help out and originally I was thinking about going to Ottawa Marquette because that was closer. But I went there and checked it out. I was, didn't really like it. And then I went to St. Bede. I was like, let me just give it a shot. I loved it. So and now I'm here, and it's uh, like one big family. Everybody cares for you, and uh, they're really good people. I like it. You must be a professional at this because perfect transition. I was just going to ask because, of course, Coach Jim Usis has ties to both. Coach Usis, I'm sure you were happy. He's like, hey, I like St. B. That's where I want to go. Well, yeah, you know, uh, Max and his sister uh, did a day visit uh, to both places and uh, back in December, I believe it was. And, um, you know, and I met Max for the first time and his sister Savannah. You know, basically, uh, you know, I told them they're both great schools and you're going to be fine at either one, but you've got to make a decision in your heart on which one is going to be the best for you and where you're most comfortable. And, uh, you know, he ended up, uh, I think it was a joint decision with him and Savannah. You know, they decided to come here and they came here in January. And, uh, you know, the first first month or two was kind of rough, you know, with all the things that had happened in their two lives. A lot of people around here did a lot of good things for them, and, and then Max and Savannah both uh, really did a lot of hard work and and uh, kept their nose in the grindstone. And, and now to see them both thriving like they are is uh, is very very rewarding, and I'm just real happy for both of them that the rest of their lives are, are, are they've got a chance to do some really great things. We've already established Max, you're a senior. What grade is Savannah in? Uh, she's a sophomore. Gotcha. So a two year difference. Mm-hmm. She's the baby of the family. <laughs> so is it just the three of you? Well, I have three brothers and two sisters. Big family. Yeah. Yeah, my um oldest brother, Frankie, he's a cop, along with uh, my brother, Austin, who played at uh, Aurora. Frankie's uh, 33. My oldest sister's 
32 or 31. I don't remember. And then I got another brother who's a dental hygienist in Peoria. Wow. Long, long range there. You got some uh, older siblings to look up to, though. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Actually, my brother Mason, he actually uh, played at Aurora Christian, too. He transferred his uh, end of his junior year to go to Aurora because uh, he didn't really like Ottawa. So he went up there and played with my brother for a year, and that was really fun for him. And you said that Savannah, yeah, Savannah's the baby of the family, but uh, she, there's no doubt in my mind that she could kick Max's butt. <laughs> and, uh, and we have fun with her because I always call her my favorite prey. So. Oh, Max, that's got to burn a little bit. You got your coach calling your sister the favorite prey. I'm used to it. She's the baby of the family. She she always gets the recognition. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right you just show out on the football field and be like hey I, i'm somebody's favorite bray hopefully somewhere i mean after the football game i'm going up to give everybody a hug and i think my sister's getting more hugs than i am <laughs> oh that's funny that's funny so the next game that we have first round of the class 1a football bracket st bede enters in as a 14 seed five and four record Going against Chicago Hope Academy, 8-1. It's going to be 2 p.m. tomorrow, Saturday the 28th. I know both of you are looking forward to this game and making an upset here. Yeah, well, if you look at the season, the records, uh, there's no doubt that it will be an upset. They're very good. A lot of the kids that uh, came down and played us here two years ago in the first round were sophomores then, and now they're seniors. You know, it's kind of crazy how it works out that you get them again, but this time we're going to their place. And uh, it's going to be a, an exciting trip for us. And, you know, we're very uh, we're very proud that this is four years in a row. I'm out of COVID, you know, that we've been playoffs eligible and, and in the playoffs. And a lot of good things happening here in the last four years. And we're, we're just proud of that. And we're, uh, we want to keep it going. Our fans, we've got a fan bus going up there. So um, we're going to have an alumni tent. With some alumni that live in the area have already said they're going to be coming. We've got some some alumni that played in the seventies. My understanding that are have already committed to come and be there with us. And so it's just an exciting time of the year. You know, when you get into the playoffs and the fact that year in and year out we've been in. You know, it's just we're just having a riot every day of practice this week and, and around the, the, the hallways here at school, and it's just exciting. And uh, we're really hoping our, our volleyball team could have pulled out. Uh, the semifinal game against uh, Putnam County the other night, but they came up just a bit short. But uh, it's still exciting. Uh, exciting in the hallways here at St. Pete's. Most definitely. And what does that mean to you, Max, to be able to keep that playoff streak alive and to be, you know, a, a big piece, a big cog of that puzzle? It feels great. I mean, I really haven't been around a school with this kind of uh, energy uh, for and like excitement for the playoffs at a uh, Aurora Christian. I mean. They like we made it to the playoffs, but it wasn't like a big tradition or anything. Everyone's like, "Oh boy, we made it to the playoffs." Here, it's like, "All right, we got our butts in the playoffs. Now let's go get a ring." You know, to be a part of it makes me feel really special. Coach just said, "You know, beginning of the season kind of rough. Kind of, you know, had to find a way to gel, way to be cohesive. How was that for you? I mean, kind of being the new kid on the block a little bit, senior quarterback coming in with these guys that." You know, most of them have known each other since birth, you know, went to school together, played sports together, doing all that. Then you're a transfer coming into the football team. You know, how was that progress, that situation of trying to become one with the rest of the team? And like you said, a family. I actually uh, went to a grade school called Deer Park and we sucked at all of our sports. A little school. I actually played against most of these uh, guys in uh, track and a little bit of uh, youth football, basketball. So I knew these guys pretty well. And uh, at first, they, uh, you know, they didn't really know what to think of me. They kind of thought that I was just a hot shot coming in to kind of take over everything. But I think they kind of realized that I'm not really for myself and I'm for them. And I'm here to help them succeed and not just myself. And I think they really figured that out at the beginning of the football season, at the end of uh, the last school year, I actually became really good friends, best friends with a lot of the guys. Yeah, it was just, uh, it was a long process. Wasn't really taking school seriously when I first got here. I was kind of lax on my grades and stuff. And, you know, 
not showing up to school sometimes because I was just in my Max's little world. And then I'm like, all right, I got to snap back to reality. I got to get back with this thing. But uh, they were really helpful. Yeah, it's been a, it was a pretty interesting dynamic, Brandon, with uh, Max came in. And then you know, we had a couple other kids come in as well. And this group of seniors, you know, generally by the time you're a senior, you, you've got your classmates and done it for three years. And, and all of a sudden, there's three or four different people that are here. And the core group of seniors that was here really did a, an incredible job of being leaders and accepting the new kids. And when we started in July, you know, there was a lot of uh, uncohesiveness, so to speak. And it's, it's taken a while for everybody to get used to each other out on the football field. Um, and once they, once they got real close off the field, that really helped make things gel on the field. And in the last couple of weeks, uh, you, know, you can really see it out there about how we really have become one. And it's, uh, it's just fun to be a part of and coach it and see all these kids uh, having so much fun and how they're growing up, you know, before your eyes. And uh, it's, just been a, it's just been a fun season. It's been an unusual season for me as the head coach, you know, going through this. But it's uh, certainly been rewarding. And when we all look back at this, and there's going to be a lot of things that uh, people are going to talk about for the rest of their lives, you know, when they come back to homecoming and, and all the things that happened there and all the different memories that we're making right now. So it's been exciting. Let's kind of elaborate on that. I mean, Coach Eustis, you've been around football. You've been around the game for a long time. I mentioned earlier ties to Ottawa Marquette. You coached there. Come over to St. Pete Bruins, and you've been there. How long have you been with the Bruins now? It's got to be close to 10 years. Uh, actually, this is the 14th year. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. I, was, I knew it's been a long time. You've been there pretty much the whole time. I've been back in the area covering sports. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, and I was, you know, I graduated from Marquette. And then after I got done playing at, uh, at IVCC and then Southeast Missouri, uh, you know, Jeff Johnson, my head coach, asked me to come help him. So I, I volunteered and helped him for, uh, I don't know, a dozen years or so until he retired. And then, uh, and then Mickey Herzog took it over, and I was his offensive coordinator. And then he left last minute to go to Sandwich and be the AD, so I kind of took that the head job from Marquette there on an interim basis. Ended up doing it for five years, and and, uh, and then after you know that ended, uh, you know St. Pete called. I remember it was Mark Sieber called me and coach, we need to talk. And I said, oh, there's no way I'm going to go to St. Pete. Been my biggest rival my whole life, you know. And he said, now we got to talk. And I had always coached my kids and told them never, never slam the door shut unless you have to, absolutely have to. So as I thought about it more and more, I, you know, I got to live up to whatever, what I've been coaching and telling all the kids I've, I've, I've been a part of their lives with that I at least need to go have a conversation. So I did. And me and Coach Siebert and Coach Molino ended up having numerous conversations over that next spring. And I finally decided, hey, I'm going to go do it. And here we are. So it's just crazy how life works. But, you know, to, to be the head coach at Marquette and to be the head coach at St. Pete, not many people have, uh, have had that blessing. And I, I really feel like, uh, you know, win or lose, you do the right thing. You try and teach these kids how to be men and women now. But, you know, looking back, I've got a lot, a lot of memories of both places. And with that said, you know, you've been – Involved in a lot of situations, a lot of circumstances, a lot of things happening. How was it for you, you know, knowing that this dynamic player, he's coming to your school, he's going to be a, a big part, but we all know how high school boys, teenage boys work, and, you know, how is this going to work? How are they going to gel together? How is this dynamic player going to fit in to our program, our team? What were some things that you did, you know, as a coach, trying to get the products that we're now seeing the Bruins have. You know, in all honesty, when, when Max got here in January, you know, he was lost. It was more about the rest of his life than it was about football for a while there in the spring. We needed to do the things to get him back on track for the rest of his life. You know, football was, was nothing for a while. Max and a lot of people here did a lot of things correctly and it's a tribute to both Max and Savannah and uh, how hard they worked and, and a lot of people here at St. Pete that helped them you know in the school school work and so forth and so on but you have to be good with your wife before you can perform out on a on a game field or anywhere it's always been my my mantra and once we got there now it's a matter of how do we utilize the talent 
because uh, Max is extremely talented, and you know we lost a lot of skilled people last year. And, and to be perfectly honest, when we got going in July, we didn't have enough people that could catch the balls and Max throws. I mean, it's, that was just where we were. And uh, you know, practice, practice, and now here we are. In the last couple of weeks, we uh, are finally at a spot where we trust our receivers. And we, you know, to have enough receivers that we trust and we can throw the ball around a little bit, and it's really been fun the last uh, last couple games. And uh, hopefully, we'll be able to do it for a few more weeks here. It's just a riot. The kids are having so much fun throwing the ball around like we do, and and Max has uh, really come a long way. And it's kind of fun to to really be able to display his talent and how good he really is. Now that he has gotten to where he has off the field, and uh, you know, I'm just proud of him. And you know, for me to be a, a part of his life like this is, uh, has been a blessing for me. And Max, of course, when you're scouting schools, you're going to the campuses, you're checking them out, seeing where you want to go next after leaving Aurora Christian, you know, was Coach Usis and the St. Bede football program, was that, you know, kind of a big piece of you deciding, like, hey, I guess it's St. Bede that I want to go to? Yeah, Coach Usis was a pretty big part on why I uh, came here. My uh, dad actually uh, knew him a little bit, and he um, talked about St. Bede. I was uh, considering Mark Hedder St. Bede before I ended up going to Aurora Christian. I ended up going there, and I always kept tabs on uh, St. Bede and Mark Hedder to see how they were doing and stuff, and was thinking about transferring out of uh, Aurora Christian. The, first, the immediate first thought was, I want to go to a, a really big school. I got offered a, a starting position at uh, Oswego to play uh, quarterback there, and I'm like, I don't know if this is really the best decision for me to still stay up here. I want to go back down to where my family is. Thank God I ended up choosing this school. It's really changed me into a a better person. And uh, I really think that I can uh, go far in life with the skills that I've been taught here and uh, with Coach Yusuf. He actually, I can't remember if it was February or um, March, because he was just talking about this, how I was lost. He... um, Pulled me out of class one day when my grades were slipping and all that stuff. And he uh, said to me, um, you need to worry about Max. And, like, not about football, but you need to worry about Max. So that really got me thinking about myself, got on myself, and got me situated. And uh, that really helped me. So he's been a big part even since before I came here. He's a great guy and a great coach. And, uh I'll be visiting a lot after I leave because he's very wise and he has a lot of wisdom and he teaches me a lot of things and it uh, really helps. Definitely, definitely. And I don't want to dive into my story too much because this is about you, St. B program, playoffs starting tomorrow. But uh, I was in college when my brother passed away and I ended up dropping out of college for two years, did a lot of grieving, a lot of uh, adult beverage medicating, not the right way to go. But uh, it took me a long time to get it in the right headspace and, you know, to, to progress and move on with my life. But it seemed like you have, you know, turned around rather quickly. And whether it's football, you know, just thinking about your father, just knowing that he's there watching you. I'm really impressed in the strides that you've made in such a quick time because I know about family loss and, you know, losing people that you love, that you care about, that supported you, that you supported, all those family dynamic things. So just to let you know from Brandon LaShawn's and Edge of Your Seat podcast, Max, I'm really impressed with you. And it sounds like, you know, if you can do this again in such a short time, you can do whatever you want to. Thank you. Thank you. Was that the school bell? That was the school bell. I apologize for that. But yeah, we're moving on to our next class. So. <laughs> so does that mean it's time to let you guys go? Yeah, we got a couple more minutes. If, yeah. Well, pretty much wrapping it up anyway. Just wanted to say that to Max because, man, I'm super impressed. I mean, like I said, I I understand kind of the things you're going through. So to be able to do that and go back into football, there's still some things I don't do because my brother and I did it together and I don't want to do it without him. So I totally understand that. And like I said, I'm impressed. Yeah, well, appreciate your words. And, you know, I've been blessed that I haven't really had to to deal with losing a family member, you know, like that. And, uh, you know, so you don't know how people grieve. You don't know what's going through people's minds. And 
you know, all you can do is, is just be honest with them and, and let them know you're here for them and irritate me. Uh, that's definitely happened with Max. And, uh, you know, we're just proud of them here and, and we're proud to be able to help. That's what we're about here at St. Let's make it a greater story here in the next several weeks, huh? Definitely. Max, I, I need one key strength to you guys winning this game against Chicago Hope. What do you guys got to do to win? Well, our defense has got to show up ready to bust some heads. And I think we are. We've been hitting hard all uh, practice this week, and we uh, have been really studying film. And I think we got to be able to run the ball on these guys, too, because we haven't been able to run the ball as much the last uh, few weeks, but we've been able to throw it. And our uh, passing game has been incredible. But we got to also give them the other look because they're just going to be waiting for the pass the whole time. We got to smack them in the mouth with something else. And uh, it's 1A, so we got to play some hard nosed football. And that's what's going to you know, bring us farther and farther into the playoffs is uh, playing that hard nosed 1A football. And I think our team's got it. Coach, I'm going to ask you the same thing. I mean, you see all aspects of football, especially with this team. I mean, what does your team have to do to get this first-round playoff victory? Well, Max, uh, pretty much hit on the head there. We need to be more balanced than we've been the last couple weeks, which, uh, you know, we were very, very run-happy the first uh, seven, eight games, and then the last uh, two games we've uh, been throwing the ball around. So we're going to get more balanced on offense, and, you know, defensively we've got to eliminate the big play. And if if, uh, Chicago Hope's going to score, we've got to make them drive the field and make it be seven, eight, nine, ten plays. And then, uh, you know, it's going to come down to mistakes like it always does in high school football. Um, Who's going to make the fewest mistakes? And uh, the weather's going to be a little chillier and probably a little windy. So both teams like to throw it around a little bit. And, you know, there's going to be mistakes that happen. And hopefully it's going to be them and not us. The wisest quote I've ever heard. Hopefully it's them, not us. <laughs> I, I think about that with football every single game because, you know, it's, that's been a, one of those cliches that's been around for a while. Like, hey, hopefully they make the mistakes, not us. We'll get a victory. Exactly. Well, St. Bede football coach Jim Eusis and senior quarterback Max Bray, thank you. Thank you very much for joining Edge of Your Seat podcast. You know we're going to be paying attention. We're going to be tuned in, seeing how far the Bruins can go in the playoffs. Hey, Brandon, thanks for having us. Thank you. It's been fun.